0: This is Tech Talk with Stephen Ambrose on 101.9 High FM. Well, good morning and welcome back to Tech Talk right here on High FM, where all the tech news, views, interviews, and whatever happens. And interestingly, this is Rage Weekend. Last weekend was Comic-Con weekend, or long weekend was Comic-Con long weekend. Lots of fun to be had there, but Rage is on this weekend and in Tech Talk Cafe today, we got a spokesman from the Rage Expo uh, into the studio telling us what's going on and what we're doing and what the story is. So looking really, really exciting for the weekend. Anyway, back to, back to the important tech stuff of the week and the news of the week. It's all, all the news has been about quite a lot of interesting stuff regarding the banking um the whole banking thing that's happening tomorrow now we just heard on the news that the ba- the um the the strike is unprotected and that's certainly a big deal because unprotected strikes mean that theoretically it should not go ahead but i have no doubt that it will go ahead but there's been a lot of rumors and uh, sort of nonsense floating around i just want to clarify the whole thing essentially what the banks have said is that you need to work through all their online channels and the unions have said no they're going to shut down the atms and they're going to shut down the online banking and no banking and there'll be maximum disruption in the industry well a very simple heads up on that one and it's it's quite basically this if Anybody is able to get access to their electronic systems and shut down banking in South Africa. That would essentially mean the end of the financial system as we know it. That would be no money, no payments. Essentially, it's like hacking the whole banking system. So categorically, I can tell you right now without a shadow of doubt, the banking system will not go down tomorrow. They can strike, they may you may not be able to go into a branch, you may not be able to do anything that needs manual intervention, submit documents, possibly open accounts, any normal banking stuff that you would need to go into a branch or deal with a human being for, that definitely will not be happening tomorrow if the strike goes ahead as planned. However, online banking, phone banking, your app banking, Any transactions, receipt of money, processing of debit orders, the usual month end stuff, getting your salary in your bank account will absolutely go ahead as normal. There is no way that the bank, any one of the major banks or the banking systems or any of the major switching platforms for money can ever let anyone gain access to their systems, which will shut down the ATM network that'll shut down the online banking platform. So, my advice and the advice from all the various banks and all the various operators around that is very, very simple. Stay away from the branches. There may be trouble. And there is one little wrinkle. Try only to use ATMs if you need to use the ATMs um, in very public places, places where there's lots of security, shopping malls, um, strip malls, places where there's lots of security, lots of people, and there's no chance of harassment because there may well be some Some element of harassment at a ATM, certainly in some areas. So if you need, don't panic. No problem with doing your banking. You'll be able to transfer money, get money, send money, do whatever you need to do. But there was going to be no issue around banking and doing everything online. So stick with electronic channels. That's what all the banks are saying. Stay away from the physical banking environment at least for tomorrow, but otherwise absolutely everything will be happening. And as for the job losses and the whole reason for the strike, we won't go into that here because that's not a tech thing. But technically and technologically, there's absolutely no reason or no very, very, very small danger that the entire system will Will fall apart tomorrow So don't all rush off and draw cash from your ATM Or do whatever you need to do Just understand it's going to be another long weekend As far as banking is concerned And you won't—you really won't have to worry about that um, From Saturday onwards. So hopefully it'll all pass In a nice, easy, simple manner So let's all go on And do our banking online Which is a great thing The banks actually want us to do that And that's the problem with this So we'll be back with some more news Straight after this This is Tech Talk with Stephen Ambrose on 101.9 High FM. Well, welcome back. And in other big news this week, Amazon have launched a whole new range of of products. And this is what's really interesting. A lot of them have not come to South Africa for whatever reason up to now. But the whole home automation game, the whole home automation, smart speaker, voice-activated Um, speaker range around the world is one of the fastest growing and one of the hottest trends at the moment. Using voice technologies like Alexa, using Google Home, using Siri, all these sort of things are becoming more and more embedded in the everything that we use, in your fridges, in your washing machines, your cars, you name it, you'll be talking to them. And Amazon, um, although they are known for their sort of being a big shopping and online retailer are doing a huge amount of product in the, in the sort of smart home space. And yesterday their annual sort of refresh of the entire range. Just released some really interesting things. I mean, the one of the most bizarre things they released, which they actually started with last year, is a microwave. They've got a voice activated microwave. So, you know, it's rather hard to push those buttons on your microwave to set the time and everything. Well, here you just say, Hey, Alexa. Um let's, um, you know, just microwave my coffee for one minute after physically putting it in the microwave. But there's a lot more to it than that. There's all sorts of things. You can preset it. And Alexa, the whole Alexa voice-driven ecosystem has grown enormously. It is by far the leading uh, voice System on the market or in the world currently and Amazon are doing everything in their power to just make it better and better and better. So the new gadgets that they launched started with the Echo. Now the Echo is their first, was their first, um, generation speaker and unit that allowed you to know what's going on and speak to, speak to your system and get it to switch on lights and As the smart home has emerged, for example, in South Africa, we, again, do not have much in the way of penetration around smart homes. But in the U.S. and in Europe, it's becoming more and more common. And even in South Africa, I've been to quite a few people who've got smartish homes. You walk in and you can talk to the, you know, they've got smart doorbells. They've got smart uh, assistants in each room. You can go into the kitchen and say, please play this music, and it plays, or into your your bedroom, same thing, turn on the TV. You can even search for programs using Alexa many on certainly all the new LG TVs and other assistants on other TVs. So the use of voice as a means of communicating with technology is just growing by leaps and bounds. And the new Third generation Echo was launched yesterday, which has just got better audio quality, better microphone quality. What's smart about, um, uh, Alexa? It can actually recognize who is actually speaking. So it's, it's, and, um, Google Home does the same thing. It actually, you train it with your voice and then it knows it's you asking for things and you can actually set up a little bit of security around that. So you don't have a situation where your 12 year old simply uses Alexa to order everything that you need in the house. But that's a whole another story. They also launched a high-end speaker called the Echo Studio, which looks like a really um, high-end uh, audio speaker with lots of interesting stuff. And it coincides interestingly with the launch of of Amazon's Sort of music streaming system, which has now been uh, given similar to Tidal, very high-end features. So you can get uncompressed streaming with very high-end, um, very high-end streaming, uncompressed sound, better than CD quality in many, many cases. So they've now launched a speaker to to match that, and just in general, to be a much higher audio quality, and it actually competes with the Apple. Uh, unit as well, so interesting and and it 's around about uh, one hundred and fifty to two hundred dollars cheaper than the Apple unit, so should be very interesting where it goes. The new echo dot, which is the standard little unit which you can spread around the house, has now got a clock on the front, and it actually looks very cool it 's got an LED display embedded into the fabric, so it shines through, and it looks really, really, really cool. And they've brought out something called the Echo Glow, which is a small light bulb accessory that can change colours. So you can add it to a light, you can add it in your room, you can do all sorts of interesting stuff. Uh, Along with the Echo Show, which is their eight-inch tablet, which is great for places where you, you know, you want to see stuff and read stuff. And then the last thing they they did was something called the. The Echo Flex, which is a diminutive smart speaker that plugs directly into the wall outlet and serves as an access point for Alexa. So you want it, you can put a motion sensor and a nightlight, and you can hook it all up. So the amount of smart home devices is growing literally in leaps and bounds. There's no question that this is definitely going to become something that we um, are looking to grow into our homes going forward and between all the smart bulbs and the smart connectors and the smart stuff that works with all the various um, bits and pieces in your home, it definitely makes a big difference. So expect the home of the future to be pretty much voice driven, completely uh handled through instructions you give it. So turn off the TV, turn on the TV, search for open Netflix, all this type of stuff. And I'm, I'm using it at home. I'm, I've got a combination of Google Home and Alexa as you do. And, um, I just find that generally the, the sheer range and ability of Alexa to do things and to do common, simple things is pretty awesome. And it just makes life so much easier. If you want to watch a TV show, you say, Hey Alexa, just play me XYZ and it plays. It pops up Netflix, plays it when you want and you can move on. You can say, hey Alexa, dim the lights. Hey Alexa, make the lights green and off it goes. So very interesting that Amazon are moving strong, more and more st- into this market, coming out with more and more products at prices that really are, are, are pretty reasonable. In South African terms, sometimes not so reasonable. But, I mean, they even launched a uh, ring, I mean, of all things, a, a physical ring you put on your finger, and the ring allows you to get alarms and and all sorts of smart security camera information and makes the ring buzz not quite convinced about that particular thing but obviously they see some market in that it's not terribly expensive but uh, it 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 does a lot of things so alex amazon through their whole Alexa system are trying to automate your entire house obviously Making it extremely simple For you guys to buy anything So you just say, hey Alexa, please order me so and so And it does that And they are actually a whole range of specials Now Amazon, unfortunately, are not available on a retail level in South Africa, but certainly you can get most of these products. And as they grow and as they become more and more reasonable, having a smart plug, smart lights, smart TV, smart microwave will become more and more and more common. So expect to see more and more of these products pretty much in every single aspect of your your home and connected, all of them connected to the various um pieces of equipment that you buy from your washing machine to your microwave to your TV you name it there'll be an echo device for that at some level and not and they're not the only guys in town samsung are doing a very similar thing not with all the bits and pieces that's what's so interesting this is where amazon really do sort of understand the market, and they've got all the various plugs, they've got the lights, they've got the displays, they've got absolutely everything. The last thing that Amazon entered the fray with, actually, which is probably going to be very interesting if anyone's interested in playing with these things, in conjunction with Bose, they've introduced a set of earbuds. So with noise, not noise cancellation, but noise reduction, Technology from Bose, and they about a hundred and hundred and fifty dollars cheaper than some of the competitors. The, the The word from the people who attended the launch um, said that the sound quality is excellent, the noise reduction is really good, they fit extremely well, and are, they are going to be selling. I'm just checking the price right here. They're going to be selling for one hundred and thirty dollars, which is around about half the price of a competitive noise cancelling or noise reduction type. Earbud from other manufacturers And they're very proud of uh, The fact that they've done a deal with Bose To get this all out there Though Bose did come back and say that they will be Launching their own really high end Far more superior Noise cancelling devices Or earbuds in the nearest future And on that note we're just going to take a quick break And then we'll come back with Tech Talk Cafe, we just have to get Mike on the line and we'll do that In two seconds this is Tech Talk with Stephen Ambrose on 101.9 High FM. Well, welcome back. And we're just going to get Michael James, who's the spokesman for Rage Expo this weekend, on the line. Unfortunately, it's been a rather rushed little thing. But before we do that, my last little news article, and I'm, this is a bit of a pet sort of rant of mine. Bitcoin took a huge dive yesterday. And... Um, It dropped well below $8,000 for a Bitcoin, and there's lots of good reasons for that. The only real point I want to try to make here is I've always said Bitcoin is the most amazing technology for exchanging money, seamlessly frictionless and low cost around the world in a very, very secure way. The challenge is that is not supported by any major regulator and is being attacked by major regulators globally. So the whole cryptocurrency environment is extremely, extremely volatile. And I think it's a great place to play in terms of what, you know... Uh, from a technology point of view but in terms of an investing point of view i think it's a little bit of a mugs game and the real underlying reason why it dropped so extensively is i'm sure that a couple of the big players wanted to cash out and get a whole make a whole chunk of money and they did so so all the rest of the the punters out there, as they call them. All the rest of the investors take a little bit of a hammering. So be cautious with Bitcoin. It is not a, an investment that I believe you can build your future on. But I think as a technology solution. It's brilliant and can do a lot of things. Now, moving on to Rage, I do believe we have Michael on the line. Hi, Michael. Welcome to the show. Hi, how are you doing? Good in yourself. So tell us a little bit about why and who should go to Rage this weekend. It should be really, really, really interesting.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah right now I'm busy uh, having a look at what everybody's doing here. I think if you have any sort of interest in uh, uh, geek culture, video games, uh, consoles, hardware, uh, comic books, um, robotics, anything like that, uh, then Rage has got something cool for, for you.
0: That's brilliant. So give us a little bit of insight into some of the sort of major happenings over the weekend and what people can expect if they go to Rage. What are, what are the big events? Who are the big players? So just give us a little insight into what's actually going to happen at the Rage Expo. Just to clarify, this is at the dome in Northgate.
1: Well, we've got, uh, we've got Vodacom here with, uh, they, they are our big sponsor, the Vodacom Rage. Um, they've got plenty, plenty mobile activities happening on their stands, as well as a couple of other cool things. Then there's companies like Incredible Connection. Uh, there's Xbox, PlayStation. Um, we've got a couple of retailers here selling retail uh, goodies like uh, keyboards and mice and games, as well as uh, three stages. There's a cosplay stage where people come dressed up as their favorite characters. There's a big um, uh, a tournament, a Swiss tournament, uh, Counter-Strike, as well as a streamer zone. Uh, Microsoft States has got streamers, uh, streaming out, uh, with uh, their content.
0: That's really, really interesting, and you've I'm watched,
1: really just scratching the tip of the iceberg. Well,
0: <laughs> give us a little bit. You know, the point being is that there's been a lot of activity around the sort of technology shows last weekend, as you know, was some was another show which I won't mention right now. But Rage has been going for 17 years, as I understand it, and you've slowly but surely become the sort of gathering of of the gaming and 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 the technologies around gaming. So, yeah. If you if you have you know you're a casual gamer, console gamer, a little bit on your phone, is there something for 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 those guys there as well? Uh,
1: For 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 console gamers and mobile gamers.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, Mobile gaming is uh, coming up in a big way. Uh, At Vodacom Rage, we've got uh, a big player that is exclusively mobile, and of course, consoles also. Uh, Back at the show, with PlayStation and uh, Xbox is displaying a couple of games as well.
0: And there's a lot of, obviously, new game launches and and new technology launches surrounding that whole thing.
1: Yeah, there are a couple of uh, new technology launches. Not so many game launches this year. Um, It's just the timing isn't right uh, for the international market. Um, So we don't have as many uh, uh, new games as we normally do. But uh, people are bringing all the latest titles as well for, for people to play on.
0: And can people actually purchase the stuff there so it's not just an expo?
1: No, you can definitely buy things here. The retail department here is quite big. There's probably, I'd say, about equal amounts of things for sale as well as things to look at. The nice thing with Rage is you can come to the event, um, try out technology, have a look at it, and then go to the store next door and buy it type of thing. That's kind of how we sort of try to set things up.
0: That's very cool. So if you have any doubt whether it's the Xbox for you or the PlayStation, this is the the place to come and play with both and, and make the decision.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Uh, try try before you buy, almost.
0: Brilliant. And then there's a large LAN gaming component as well, isn't there?
1: Yeah. We, we have the Nag LAN happening. Yeah. Um. It's over 1500 gamers. Uh. They basically yeah for the whole uh whole of the Vodacomber H weekend. Um. Busy uh, playing playing against each other, playing on with people online, and just sort of socialising. Uh, these guys often chat to each other online for. You know, weeks and months and they never meet and then they come to roads, and they can get together and have a, a bit of a social.
0: So it's a full on, uh, land geek fest in, in, of, of pretty large proportions.
1: Yeah, pretty much. And it's not for, um, you know, uh, like serious people. We've got so many things here yeah, for people who are just interested in gaming. They want to see what it's all about. They, they, they want a new keyboard. They're not sure how, um, you know, how Lego robotics works, something like that. Uh, there's something here yeah, for everybody who's got a bit of curiosity in the, uh, the tech space.
0: And specifically for younger kids, what are you guys doing this year?
1: We've got an area here yeah, called Kids uh, Cage. Uh, there's Lego in here, there's face painting, um, there's a whole pile of activities uh, for kids. We've expanded the area quite nicely, because a lot of kids do come through, um, and there's not, not a whole lot to do for them yet, so we've uh, we've expanded that area quite nicely.
0: That's brilliant. So, okay, so how do people, do you just arrive, and, and, and can you just arrive and, and, and pay and go in, or can you book online? What's the best way to do this? Because I would imagine it gets pretty busy. It's from today, yeah, it's the, going to be really busy.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Look, like Saturday. Really, I mean, tomorrow,
0: really tomorrow. Sorry, it starts um, tomorrow.
1: Yeah, so yeah, it starts uh, tomorrow. Um, but Saturday's super, super busy. Um, otherwise, if you like, you can go to Ticket Pro and look up Rage and buy tickets there beforehand, or you can come to the door. It's a regular Expo like any other, and uh, you can buy tickets at the door over the whole weekend.
0: And a, and you've also got uh, for, you've got family tickets and all sorts of things. So it's not it's it's not an, it it can be quite a good family outing for the whole the whole crowd.
1: Yeah, well, for sure. You know, the, the kids are always, uh, playing games and evolving games. And this is a nice way for the parents to come and actually see what they're, what they're getting up to. Um, you know, in their rooms or in the lounge or whatever, wherever
0: they are. Brilliant. Well, thanks so much. Thanks for letting us know. And, uh, I no think problem. from a, from a technology, and if you've got any interest in technology, you've got any interest and you just want an interesting day seeing all the latest and the greatest. Um, I think Rage would be a great place for you to be. So thanks for joining us and, uh, have a great show. Awesome. Thank you very much. Great stuff. Chat soon. Thanks. Bye. Okay. Well, that, uh, is the whole story around Rage. Just want to reiterate that it runs this weekend from tomorrow. It runs through till Sunday night. There's a huge LAN component where you'll see it's just fascinating to watch, but people dress up. There's a whole lot of manga going on and, and, and all sorts of other stuff. And generally I found there's quite a selection of food and a lot of the, it just to understand a lot of VR, a lot of AR, the virtual reality stuff. It's just a great experience. If you're slightly interested in this, you missed Comic Con for whatever reason. Now I can mention it wasn't, didn't feel right to talk about it. We were talking to the guys from Rage and it just can be a really fun weekend. And, uh, I understand that for some of us, uh, Sunday is going to be a day where the, 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 the new year starts. The Jewish New Year starts. So it should be really interesting. And set, Saturday and Sunday could be good days to pop into Rage, see what's up, get a feel for the, the, the new tech and play with all the new games and just get a, an understanding of what's going on there. So that's the story for Rage. Now I want to move on to my gadget of the week. I'm going to get straight into it. There's, I've been getting a lot of questions from a lot of people surrounding about the whole smartphone. Sort of space at the present moment, and in many ways, this has settled down into a a fairly, I wouldn't call it an exciting environment. We, we've had some big launches in the last couple of couple of weeks. We've had starting with the Samsung Galaxy Note series, the Note 10, uh, and the Note 10 Plus. Then we had the Mate 30 Pro, which is a little bit surrounded by controversy. And then we had the launch of the Apple iPhone and the iPhone Pro, uh, the Apple iPhone 11 and the iPhone 11 Pro. Now, the iPhone 11 and 11 Pro go on sale tomorrow in South Africa, and all the networks, as well as the core group or the representatives of Apple in the country, um, have got some pretty compelling deals across the board but the simple fact is all these high end phones are expensive starting at around about 18000 rand and going up to an absolutely ludicrous 32000 rand for the top end iPhone Pro Max uh, 512 gigabyte but the the real question i get asked by a lot of people is that are they worth the upgrade well if you're a, a tech geek Someone who has to have all the latest and, and the greatest in Gizmos, and of course, if you can afford it, then the answer is yes. This new generation of phones from the Galaxy Note to the Mate 30 Pro, which as I'll let's dispose of that one now. The Mate thirty pro um is without question one of the best camera phones on the market right now. Leica, in conjunction with Huawei, have created a device that is pretty hard to beat and hard to match. I just saw the DXO mark, which is the rating of how good the camera is, came in at over 120 for the Mate 30 Pro for the rear camera, which is in SLR single lens, you know, the standard single lens reflex type camera, though most of them are mirrorless, so there's no reflex involved. But these cameras are certainly on a phone, are capable of taking professional-grade pictures and professional-grade videos that are just absolutely astonishing and certainly in the league of some of the sort of professional cameras that people have been using up to now. So Huawei, along with Leica, have definitely created something that is absolutely outstanding in that space. The biggest challenge that Huawei have got right now, and a lot of guys in South Africa and globally have downplayed this. But for me, it's a huge, huge impediment to sort of broader acceptance of the device. The phone that they've launched in in China, it's not launched anywhere else in the world yet physically, even though they've announced it, will not have Google services. At this stage, that means no maps, no mail, no um Ways. none of the apps that if I had to pick my top 10 apps, I would probably say seven of them are Google apps. Um, None of them will be available on the phone for now or for the foreseeable future because the Google mobile services component has to be licensed from Google. And because of the tensions between America and China and the restrictions around what Huawei can do, they cannot buy this from or pay or deal with Google in the U.S. So the phone comes out with um, Huawei mobile services And there are about 45,000 apps In the Huawei app store And yes you'll have maps Yes you'll have um, everything that you need You won't have WhatsApp and, uh, and you may not have Facebook But there's certainly a lot of apps That are on the store So the phone itself will work You'll be able to get all your email You'll even be able to get your Gmail Email if you wish But you'll be using a Huawei app for that you will be able to get navigation, but you 'll be using a Huawei or third party app for that so overall it is it is an outstanding device technically and physically it is absolutely gorgeous it 's got amazing um, amazing cameras. the screen is outstanding the form factor is really lovely i 've held it at the local launch. It is really an exceptionally good device. But without those services, I think people have to think long and hard what they want from their mobile device and whether they can live without all the services that they take absolutely for granted. Now, the interesting thing is in China, none of those services exist or work in any event. So it will be absolutely no restriction for them to sell this device in China, and I'm sure it will do exceptionally well. But globally, there's going to be a huge struggle. And locally, and that's probably why they haven't announced the launch date, they're obviously hoping to some that. Before they launch or in the nearest future, they will do a deal with uh, China and America will do a trade deal and they will get access back um, to the Google's App Store and be able to reinstall, which will be a simple matter, to reinstall the Google mobile services and give full access to all the full suite of Google Apps. So that being said… I don't think that is an option for the foreseeable future. The two hottest devices, one in Android is the Galaxy S10 um, and the Note 10 and Note 10 Pro. Of all those devices right now, I would say the pick in terms of size, performance, quality is the Samsung Note 10. Now, the Note 10, traditionally the notes have always been the biggest, boldest most cutting-edge devices that Samsung have ever made. But this year they launched two notes, they launched the Note 10 and the Note 10 Plus. Both of them share pretty much the same technical platform, the same processor, the same overall um memory and quality and construction, the only difference is in size. The Note 10 is a 6.3-inch, whereas the Note 10 Plus is a 6.8-inch. And again, I've played with both, and I do find even though it's such a slim trim phone and that the form factor is so extremely um, well-balanced for your hand, that even the Note 10 Plus at 68 inches, is manageable. But it's not manageable for people with smaller hands or for a lot of people who just cannot use such a big, 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 big device. So the S10 is almost the perfect compromise between the huge size and all the functionality. Both of them obviously come with the S Pen, which I think is a huge, huge um, benefit. Some people have no need for it, but the more I use the Note 10, the more I realize that having a stylus and a really really good stylus at that makes a huge difference to what you do how you do it you uh, it has one amazing function you just pop the stylus out without unlocking the phone and start writing on the screen. It saves it, it converts it into a PDF document, or it converts it into text. You can edit it, you can mail it, you can just store it for future reference. It's absolutely brilliant. The camera, very similar to the S10, and this is where it gets interesting. If you're looking for a brand new high-end phone, the S10 or the S10+, Plus, which I'm using now, um, in fact, are pretty good bargains. The prices have fallen slightly and have very similar tech to the Note series without the S Pen. And um, certainly the the value, the sort of value in the phone is slightly better. But if you want the best Android phone on the market right now in terms of an outstanding camera, outstanding um, build quality, Excellent screen, the notes and throw in the S Pen, which gives you the option of taking notes, drawing. The S Pen has been enhanced with sort of air gestures, which I find it's cool. It's good to impress people, but I don't think it really adds a huge amount of value. But the, the, the Galaxy Note series is without question the pinnacle of Android design on the market right now. And it's simply the choice between the smaller Note, which is the Note 10, or the Note 10 Plus, which is the bigger Note. The Note 10 Plus has only two real drawbacks compared to the Note 10 Plus. Um, it does not have a time-of-flight camera on the rear, so its ability to create um, bokeh, which is the blurry type of portrait photos and videos. That's an interesting function that's been added, which is over and above the S10 range. The video Editing and video creation uh, elements of the notes is absolutely outstanding. I've tried it; it runs in 4K. It's it's amazing the the effects you can do, and the sort of blurring, the professional blurring in real time, and the editing of the pictures is really easy on the device. I must say, I've had no problem creating, uploading videos, doing whatever I wanted to do directly on both the S10, uh, the, the Note 10, and the Note 10 Plus. And it is pretty outstanding. The cameras are pretty much the same except for the time-of-flight camera between the Note 10 and the Note 10+. And the cameras are slightly better than the – even though they look very similar and they have the same technical specs of the S10 range, they definitely are superior. I've been able to take pictures in much more challenging environments, and they're generally slightly better in low light. And whether that's a software thing because they are using a slightly better processor – Or whether it's an actual camera thing, I'm not entirely sure. But the combination makes, for me, the Note 10 range some of the best um, cameras on the market. What I've not tried, and that's what we'll discuss straight after this, um, is where the the um, Apple iPhone 11 sits in this whole thing. So we'll be back with that little comparison straight after this. This is Tech Talk with Stephen Ambrose on 101.9 High FM. Now, moving back to the whole review, and in fact, this is a review of the um, sort of my gadget of the week, the Galaxy Note 10, um, and not the Note 10 Plus. This is the standard 6.3-inch Note 10. Now, the Note 10, um, just to give you a quick recap, is the smaller of the new two Note ranges. It's a 6.3 inch opposed to 6.8 inch enough. And it's only 0.1 of an inch smaller than the Note 9 from the previous year. And it looks a lot like an upgraded um, S10 in some respects. Even though I do believe that the construction quality is slightly better. Um, the camera is definitely superior. It has a faster processor. It does have a slightly lower resolution screen between the S10, the the Note 10 Plus, and the Note 10. The Note 10 has a slightly lower screen. I think the reason they did that is because in the form factor, the battery is slightly smaller, and they needed to preserve battery life. But for most part, I cannot actually see the difference between an S10 screen and a Note 10 screen. It's, it's pretty much non-noticeable for the, for, unless you're extremely, extremely fussy. There are no pixels. It's sharp. It's super bright. It runs HDR if you want to watch videos. But adding the S Pen, as I said, has changed a lot of things for me. I jot down notes. I sometimes tick off stuff when I'm working with, um, with, with uh, charts and sheets. It just makes life a lot easier. And the latest operating system the One UI from from Samsung has definitely made the whole experience of using Samsung vastly superior. So in the Android world, it's probably one of the smoothest, slickest, and highest-end devices out there. And size-wise, it absolutely is perfect. It's not too big. It's big enough for pretty much any, any sort of working on. You can take notes. You can write notes. You can... Um, Modify spreadsheets. I've really found it extremely useful on the go as a, as a device. So all in all, in the Android space, I think the Note 10 is without question the highest quality, fastest, best camera, best using range uh, on the market right now. Bar technically, as I mentioned, to qualify, the new Huawei Leica cameras probably are, well not probably, they are slightly better in the extremes. They've got better low light and slightly better, zo- and definitely better, not slightly, significantly better zooming capacity. But in the mid-range, I find them very similar in overall use. In other words, for 98% of what you do, you would probably find that the Samsung cameras are right up there with the absolute very best, which is pretty much the ben- benchmark set by the Huawei Mate 30 Pro. But it's just fully available right now. It has the Android App Store installed and there should be no issues around all your favorite apps and everything that you want to do. So my, um, my impression is if you're looking for a top end phone and you want an Android phone, then the new Samsung Note is an, is a no brainer. It is without question the uh, highest end Android phone currently available on the South African market. And certainly will keep you happy for quite a while. The bargain of the whole element is the Samsung S10. It has dropped slightly in price. You can get some pretty good deals out there. And it has most of the the features of the Note series without, of course, the S Pen. Um, the camera is not quite as good. It does not have all the video edit features and couple of other features that are sort of enhanced because of the processor in the, the Note series. But it's still an excellent buy at that price. Now, moving to the upcoming launch of the uh, – or the up, upcoming re- release of the Apple series, a lot of people have said, look, they haven't changed the form factor, and that absolutely is true. The Note 11 Pro form factor is identical to the current um, – xs range or the x range the xs max or the x max and the x from previous previous two generations but what they have done is do some absolutely significant changes in the camera space on the pro range the battery life has improved between four and five hours which is really significant apparently the phones not apparently the phones are Slightly thicker and slightly heavier than the previous generations, and that makes the the XS Max or the 11 Pro Max an extremely big and rather heavy phone. The overall form factor is smooth and slick, but it's big, and it's quite physically heavy. So be aware of that if you're looking for a really big phone um, and and you're not terribly bothered by the size and the form factor. But um, what they have done is increase the number of cameras on the rear to three, and improve through the latest processor the the sort of computational photography experience significantly. Every review I've read, every um, reviewer who's had these phones, and they've had them out in the U.S. for about a week, 10 days now, have said that this is by far one of the best camera setups on a smartphone on the market. Um, I haven't done a direct comparison with a Mate 30 Pro, and hopefully tomorrow I'll pick up a an XS or an x uh, not an, XS, an an iphone eleven pro and we 'll get a we 'll get a sense of what it feels like, how it works, but all the reviews to date have said that this is one of the best camera camera, camera systems on the market and is certainly right in the league of the very best that 's out there, so no longer is the iPhone lagging the market; they seem to be leading again with low light photography, extreme zoom. Lots of effects, flexibility, and some incredibly slick and easy to use software, which is an Apple, um, which is an Apple hallmark. And I'll just wrap that up in two secs. We just have to have a quick break for our sponsors. Then I'll be back to wrap up that and discuss whether you should or shouldn't upgrade to iOS 13, because that has become another huge topic, along with great features and a whole host of bugs. This is Tech Talk with Stephen Ambrose on 101.9 High FM. Anyway, back to the whole iPhone um, sort of debate. But very simply put, today, whether you buy a Samsung device or an Apple iPhone device, it's the tale of which ecosystem you're most comfortable in and which you work best in. I find that if I had to live with either one of those devices, I'd have absolutely no problem. They both have excellent cameras. Um, the the latest iPhone 11 cameras certainly, I think, have taken it right up to the sort of cutting edge in terms of you're not in any way compromised. Currently, the Galaxy uh, Note 10 camera is definitely superior to the the camera that's in the current Xs and Xs Max. So they're both outstanding devices. Whether it's whether you want to move from the one to the other is entirely a personal choice. My feeling is that if you want the best camera on the market and you want the latest technology and you're in the iPhone space, then the iPhone uh, 11 range has done sufficient to keep them right at the cutting edge. Yes, they don't include 5G. That's the one thing that a lot of people are saying is a challenge. But 5G Globally, is extremely spotty. In America, it works in millimeter waves. In many other countries, in fact, in South Africa, it works in the sub-6K range, as they call it. So the frequencies are not compatible. A phone that will work in America will not work in South Africa, will not work in Korea, probably won't work in England either. Um, the latest generation phones from, interestingly, the Mate 30 Pro 5G phone will work across all these bands. Um, and that will become more and more common next year. But right now, 5G needs another year or so to settle down. So if anyone's holding back from buying a new smartphone because of 5G, relax. That's not going to be an issue for at least until the next upgrade cycle, which is sometime towards September, October next year. But right now, um, the, the iPhone 11 range from the 11, which is their standard 6.1 inch uh, aluminium framed similar to the XR, well, it's identical in overall form factor to the XR of this year. Um, is certainly v- an excellent choice within terms of upgrading now uh, or waiting. If, but my advice, quite honestly, if you're an iPhone uh, XS or XS Max user or an XR user, the only benefit of upgrading to the latest version 11s would be to get the latest camera. So photography is absolutely critical. You really do need the best camera on the market, then upgrade. Otherwise, hang in till next year's iPhone 12 launch as, as, as you do. But if you've got any, if you've got the iPhone X or the 8 or anything below, The upgrade from there to the new iPhone 11s is absolutely substantial. The processor is blazingly fast. The screens have been improved and are certainly some still some of the best on the market. And the camera subset, the whole camera system, dual cameras on the iPhone 11, triple cameras on the iPhone 11 Pros are certainly taking computational and smartphone photography to the next level. If the Mate 30 Pro comes out, with all the required Google ness that you need to do all your daily stuff, then it will be a super competitive phone to the Note, um, the Note 10 currently on the market. M- better low light photography, better zoom photography, very comparable in the mid range for everything else, and overall this would be the choice that you need to make. So upgrading is always a challenge if you absolutely have to. The two are outstanding devices and will make you extremely happy. So I hope I've been politically correct across both of them. But honestly, if I had to... Land up on a desert island with either one of those phones and only one. I would be extremely happy and I'd be very functional, be able to do absolutely everything that I need to do. So you choose your, your fruit or you, your Apple or you choose your Android. That's entirely up to you. And the Samsung Note series and the iPhone 11 series certainly will bring Something for everyone across both ecosystems. Now, the last thing I want to say before I get kicked out of studio, I can see iOS 13 has launched. It has launched with a whole of brilliant new features, also a whole host of bugs. What a lot of people are noticing, they're getting WhatsApp crashing. They're getting a lot of apps shutting down. And every single day, if you just do a little refresh, you'll find there's between 15 and 20 apps that need updating on a regular basis. The simple thing is I recommend you upgrade because they are very quickly fixing these bugs. In fact, they launched iOS 13.1 yesterday. So that's a small update. It's worth doing. I would say upgrade now to 13.1. Live with a couple of bugs. In the next week or two, those bugs will come, will, will reduce considerably. But the overall speed and the the enhanced apps within the ecosystem and some of the the dark mode and a whole lot of other little, the camera uh, app is improved. And in fact, it will make older phones have slightly better pictures simply because of an upgrade to the operating system. So my advice is upgrade you to iOS 13 and uh, do send me messages to moan about the bugs because it'll be cool to see what's going on in that space. So that's me for another day. It's Stephen Ambrose on Tech Talk right here on High fm